With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Cellar Dwellers Home Winemaking Talkcast with Dave Nelson and the other guy. All right, so on we go, uh, charging forward with our show. We're 42 minutes into it, and uh, by the way, we have a whole new feature for listeners tonight. We're going to be uh, advertising some wine jobs. If you want to work in the wine industry, we've brought some new stuff to you, wine jobs. Uh, we would also love to hear from you. Our email address is seller dwellers. Um, Wait a minute, what is, what's this job pay? I'm looking for a job. Well, that's that's what inspired me there, passionate one. You've you've uh, sworn off your dental career, and uh, I will uh, bring to you a few choices for new wine jobs. Oh, great! As well as a great suggestion on how to get a leg up on everyone else with respect to uh, creating your own winery. So we're going to get into that in the in the latter part of the show. We are cellar dwellers at talkshoe.com. Please email us with your questions. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, as you can see, we will be happy to answer them on the air. With that, I think we need to go to the wine news theme. Yes, we do. This just in. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> By the way, I have the number one wine news story of the week, but I'm going to let you go first. I'll do there, one, Todd. and then you can do one, and then you we have to talk one. about ice wine at some point. Well, we that will, is but topic. you know, I got this is this is a very rich week for wine news, so it is we might indeed. have to divide this into a couple of parts. But uh, take it away. Tell well, me about the wine news. Well, in line with the topic of the evening uh, the, of uh, dessert wines of the of the <laughs> ice wines. This was in Wine Spectator magazine, uh, the April 07 issue. Can I say how much I'm enjoying not eating dinner and just going to straight drinking wine? I mean, it really is a delightful evening. Do, do you realize I'm in the middle of wine news here? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let me start that uh, theme over again. Okay, there you go. This just <laughs> in, and why don't you get out? <laughs> An unnamed Saudi businessman. Paid roughly twenty five thousand Canadian thirty thousand twenty five thousand U.S. dollars. Okay, Canadian thirty k. Yep. Yep. For a, a half bottle, three three hundred seventy five milliliter bottle of Royal de, de Maria, two thousand Chardonnay ice wine from the Niagara Peninsula of Canada. Wait, how how much? Thirty. Well, twenty five thousand twenty five thousand U.S. for a half bottle of ice wine. Man. From from uh, Royal Di Maria. I'm feeling like my forty three dollars. That was a steal. Unbelievable. You should deal. be lucky you bought the wine tonight at that kind of price. I mean, seriously, how much better could his wine be? Uh, than I can't mine? imagine. I mean, uh, well, you know, maybe twenty four thousand nine hundred. <laughs> 
$50 worth, but anyway, it was a 2000 vintage. It's the highest price ever paid for any ice wine. And, of course, it came from the Niagara Peninsula that you were just talking about earlier. Um, the uh, winemaker, Joseph Di Maria, made 525, uh, 425 half bottles of the wine and released it in 01 for $80 Canadian, which is what? $65 U.S. or whatever, $70 Wait, U.S.? Wait, so we missed an opportunity yes. to buy for $65. We could be selling it to the Saudis for make a million bucks. Yeah, we are idiots. He boosted the Chardonnay's price to $2,000 Canadian, $1,600, $1,700 U.S., whatever, last fall. And with only 32 bottles left, he, he um, made it, then made it $30,000 Canadian after this guy bought that. But can you believe... Some knucklehead, unbelievable oil dude, paid twenty five grand for a half bottle of ice wine. Here's my my theory That's about obscene. this. I think he paid less of his net worth for that bottle than what I had to spend on our bottle tonight, <laughs> relative to my own net worth. All right, you're probably right. You're probably right. He's That's probably the only thing. Got that more would, money uh, than brains. Yeah, exactly. But that is an interesting bit of news. I just. How could how could a bottle skyrocket from sixty to twenty five thousand dollars? I I, I it, it, the story doesn't go on to say you know why he was so passionate about getting this bottle of wine and paying that for it, but that's just obscene. That's just nuts, if you ask me. It's absolutely insane. And I'm sure the wine's nice, but you know, so is a new pair of socks. <laughs> I'm paying eighty grand for a pair of socks. Oh, well. So, All right. that was so my that was, little wine that was, news. It was interesting. But I've got the number one story No, that was the, the number week. one no, story. No, I've got the number one story of the week. Number two, go ahead. All right. Uh, the number one story of the week comes out of the South Florida, SouthFlorida.com website. It has nothing to do with South Florida. It's from Utah. <laughs> I don't know why the South Floridians are reporting on Utah, but... They're flooding into Utah from Something like that. Miami. The title of the article is Merlot, a no-no on Utah license plate. That was on a... Merlot. U- M-E-R-L-O-T. A no-no. It was on a license plate. acceptable as a personalized plate in Utah. Ah. Gentleman named Glenn Urick has a 1996 Mercedes. Now, you drive a Mercedes that are passionate one. Yes. What year? 2000. Oh, you kicking his butt. Anyway, 96 Mercedes. He's had the license plate. And I have plate. ice wine on my plate. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> smarter. He obviously is not as affluent or well-sponsored as you are. Uh-huh. Can we mention our sponsors this show? Winemakermag.com slash talk shoe and podsavings.com slash audiobooks. Did you say that out loud again? Good. Yeah, go get your deals there with our... Uh, seriously, phenomenal sponsors. I love both of them. I've been a user. You know, when when companies that, that I've been passionate about for years come in and sponsor the show, I mean, how can you argue with that? All right, so Glenn Urich has had this license plate, Merlot, for 10 years, okay? In Utah. In Utah, which means that pretty much ever since the movie Sideways came out, we talked about this last month or last uh, show, his life has been a living hell. I mean, could you imagine driving around with Merlot on your Mercedes? <laughs> no, that's why I have ice It wine. would be horribly embarrassing. But anyway, it turns out in Utah you cannot have six or seven-letter words like liquor or whiskey 
But the state screeners did not realize that Merlot... It's the name of a grape. Well, I like your thinking. You're way ahead of me. It's the name of a grape. That's the whole point of the story. Okay, so Merlot could be a wine, you know, kind of alcoholic beverage. No alcoholic beverages on plates in Salt Lake City. Anyway, his car is of the offending color dark red, like the wine, right? So that was the whole secret of the thing. I've got this dark red wine car. I'm going to call it Merlot. And for 10 years, he drove around the state, no problem. Some good Samaritan turned him in to the state government, which apparently has nothing better to do than to go arrest people that have the name of, and this is where I think you're right, uh, grapes. Merlot is a grape. Right. Right? Okay, so. Oh, do they make wine out of that? Oh, I'm sorry, Ossifer. I just like the grape. Exactly. So what? You can't have the license plate corn, potatoes, wheat. Barley. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, maybe not in potato Utah. In Utah, they're they're. You know what? In Utah, they're they're anti vegetarians. I think they are. You know, you could put you could put porterhouse steak on your plate, but you can't put Merlot. Absurd. <sighs> Shocking. Now, so what happened to the guy? The poor bastard. Well, they're trying to um, revoke his license plate. I always thought that uh, the word Mormon. I know I'm going to get in big trouble for this. If the, Stop mean we're me. not going to get any Mormon sponsors for the show? <laughs> I always thought Mormon had two M's in it, but apparently it only has one. And you're going to have to think about that one with our scrambling letter thingy earlier. But uh, I just – uh, do we live in a country with personal liberty? You can't put Merlot on your license plate? So they're really going to make this guy send the plate back? I'd I'm send shocked. it back. I'd back that thing into their windows. And I, their plate. You know what? I'm going to take a stand here. All of our sponsorship earnings are going to go. Well, it says he's challenging the state's decision. Okay? We've got to send this guy some All legal of fee our, money. You know what? Uh, Mr. Glenn Urick, contact the yeah, show. I, we're sending everything we got. Everything I, we've got is going to we'll you. Sell our medals for you, buddy. To defend your case. I. I am outraged. Another outraged. example of the government gone wild. And I, you know what? Maybe I should take back the whole thing about the morons, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> did I pronounce that wrong? <laughs> did you say that out loud? You know what? Oh, so much that, for, I that's obscene. can't believe that. All right. That's obscene. That is that was a better story than my that was the number one twenty five thousand dollar ice cream. All right. Story. Now couldn't fi- you just change it to your... Merlot? Ooh, good thinking. All right. Melrot? Melrot? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the wrong. Okay, here's our wine news intro. You got another wine news story for us or a passionate one? No. Uh, wait, wait, wait. As a matter of fact, this, I was, don't. this was such a rich week. Okay, I thought I gotta... we were going to get into our ice wine no, making. No, 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 no. I'm no, all no, excited. No, I got way too much wine news. Uh, oh, jeez. Well, Robert I Mondavi. Thought I thought we'd give you a rain check on these uh, wine news. This is titled Sour Grapes. Wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you scooped me. I can't. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. The numbers guy shall now consult thine holy book of idioms. <laughs> wait, we got to oh, play it. One more time, one more time. The numbers guy shall now consult thine holy book of idioms. 
David is brilliant. A that brand is new. beautiful, David. Oh, oh you know what? I was supposed to lay that <laughs> on you. You weren't supposed to lay it on me, but there's an idiom, oh, uh, rain gosh, check. So there's an idiom in this room. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> David, thank you for the idiom alert uh, tone. We're consulting the Holy Book of Idioms by Thine Holy Book. <laughs> Marvestaraban. <laughs> oh man, rain so check. Taking a rain check. Rain Where check. did this come nice from? Nice job, passionate one. Ah, yeah, yeah. What I do? You it's what are, I, it's why you I'm are here. The professional. I'm the backbone you of this are the, crew. Well, I told you I was not going to be up to carrying the load this show. So uh, you are stepping up. <laughs> All right. So so rain check. Let me just guess the country of origin. Um, um, I don't have that, but uh, well, actually, I, okay, country of origin. The country of origin. I, I can I can derive that from the uh, definition. Slovakia. No. Russia. No. England. No. France. No. Italy. No. Um, Detroit. No. Ah, Detroit! <laughs> uh, you fooled me there with the country thing, but it it is Detroit. Uh, rain checks. Rain checks were first issued at. Now we all know rain checks like you go to the store. They advertised you could get uh, right. we, you know, we're out a of them. DVD we'll give you a rain player check. for thirty nine ninety five. At right. uh, you know we paid more for our ice fine than we could have bought a DVD player at Walmart for the you price. You paid more for this one. I paid yeah, for I'm my gonna, first car. I am going to. Uh, <laughs> there will be. Someone, I owe you a car. Uh, yes. Okay. I like that thought. So uh, uh, rain checks first issued at at what event? Want to guess? The oh, event? it was in an event. Give me the year. An event. Give me the year. Uh, 1800s, an event in the 1800s, which really... World's can, Fair. Uh, good thinking. No, what was it? A sporting event. Ah, baseball. 18- ah, yes! First issued at baseball wow. games in the 1800s, and that's when the phrase became popular. If the game was rained out, you took your rain check ticket and used it to get a ticket for a future game at no extra cost. Wow, so there baseball. There is rain check. America's pastime. I like Coming that. And rain check. David, thank you for the... The numbers guy shall now consult thine holy book of idioms. <laughs> that is too brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Our, our listeners just make this show so much better. All right, now... I was talking about uh, Robert Mondavi before I was so idiomly interrupted. Sour grapes, Napa Valley, a buzz over a tell-all book about how the Mondavi family lost the empire. Mm. All right. It starts out with, it sounds so positive, happy birthday, Robert Mondavi. This appears a day after his 94th birthday. Wow. Which I think is very solid evidence of the effects of resveratrol and red wine. Of course, he was a beer drinker. Did you know that? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the book is titled The House of Mandavi, The Rise and Fall of an American Wine Dynasty, a measly 28 bucks. And by the way, we, we received nothing for promoting this. Jeff Bezos, Amazon.com, give me a call. Give us a ring, Jeff. We'll help drive some real volume for your company. Jeff Rooney, give us a jingle. All right, it turns out that uh, uh, Mandavi and Napa Valley, and Napa Valley is pretty much California, inextricably linked. Uh, is it his winery with the mission-style architecture? Have you ever been there? This place I is have. like, it's a beautiful Spanish and stucco, and it's low, and there's all yeah. those wine or vineyards around it. Um, is it his drive to make world-class wine? Uh, you know, somehow he put the region on the map, and that's what the story sure is about. 
Well, it turns out that uh, this author, Julia Flynn Siller, I think. Uh, it's Julia Flynn Siller. No, those are the two words, Flynn Siller. I'm taking this. It's Flynn Siller. Okay. Flynn Siller. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, she profiles this whole story about how Mandavi's son, Michael, got ousted as the company's chairman in 2004. Uh, by the way, what, what the was this? ouster <clears throat> of the son was backed by the sister. Oh, ah, what an right? intrigue. This, makes, this could make a good movie. Gave up control. And why? Because he had promised millions in philanthropic pledges, including $35 million to UC Davis. Now, that is the ultimate wine school in the country. If you really want to be a oniophile, is that how we say it? Hey, let's leave religion out of this, please. All right. Well, you want to go to UC Davis, uh, $35 million from Mandavi. Wow. Uh, according to Paul Franson who is a writer and publisher of the Napa Life Newsletter, this book is going to be like an atomic bomb when it hits. It goes on to say that it's already shot up to number 28 on Amazon.com's nonfiction list, even before our mention and promotion of it. Uh, Tim Mandavi and his daughter, Carissa, now running a new wine company called uh, Continuum, said, uh, I'm a bit concerned that this is focused on the sensational and lost the substance. Well, all right. So at the heart of this is the uh, long-whispered whisp scuttlebutt about the – and now this is where this has to be a really interesting book. The alcoholism of Robert Mondavi's first wife, Marjorie, his openness about conducting an affair with Magritte, who would become a second wife in 1980, and even his use of the company guest house as a venue for massages – with female masseuses. Mandavi's um, uh, apparently had a lot of internal family strife, uh, a struggle to balance his son's ambitions and his daughter's backstabbing there, uh, never wanting to truly relinquish control, and um, ultimately that cost the family its winery. Yeah, this it this on, sounds like a Shakespeare play here, doesn't it? It goes on to say that Robert really got started in the whole wine business when he and his brother were working for Charles Krug and they got into some, not just a fight, but fisticuffs. I mean, the two brothers are punching each other out. And that was what really spun Robert out in 65. So what is that? Almost 52, 53 years ago. And uh, he started 40. his own wine. I apologize uh, to you. the listening thank audience. Uh, that <laughs> yet again, correct editor's guy. note. Uh, anyway, in one of the biggest shocks, uh, Flynn Siller, or Flynn Siller? <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, Robert's uh, children had counted on this uh, massive inheritance as a trade off for their endless hours. And decades of devotion to the winery were told by their father's, father's advisors. We're not getting crap. Yeah, exactly. He was really? giving his fortune to charity. So They're uh, not getting any? Oh, he my He sold goodness. it for $70 million, gave $35 million straight away to UC Davis. And uh, anyway, the, 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 the kids the got not too much. They uh, got squat. Author closes with, I like them a lot, uh, <clears throat> even if they don't like me much anymore. <laughs> so there you go. That's interesting. Oh, I'd man. Have to pick that up. What if you could get that on uh, on your iPod? Oh, I bet Books you on you probably could pretty soon. Voice or whatever soon. you call that. 
All right. All right. So I'm can gonna... we get to ice wine? No, 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 no. Oh, you know what? Jeez. We got the... Uh, I'll have to know... take a rain check. <sighs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I just wanted to hear this again. The numbers guy shall now consult thine holy book of idioms. <laughs> the holy book, thine holy book of idioms, the rain check. Uh, we already did the rain check. All right, sorry. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're supposed I, I to. Was, I was yanking your chain. You Is that were? in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's not I on was the blow- script. I was Passion <laughs> one. We don't here, have yanking. Look, look this one up. Blow and smoke <laughs> up here, you know. <laughs> up your butt. See if that's in thine holy book. <laughs> T U V W X. You know what? Can we I, please get on to ice wine wait, making? I thought, we, I thought we had a little uh, bit of. Uh, I have highlighter teaching and everything. Teaching a dog. Here. We don't have any wines. <clears throat> All right, we're gonna have to take a rain check on that one. Yeah, you don't have to look that up yet again. Uh, we already went over it. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got more wine news here, but you you don't want to hear it, do you? No, we're an hour into the show, and I think we should get to the content. An hour and three. <laughs> we should get to the content. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about ice wine. And I've got a great article here, too. Uh, all right. Take it away. We're, we're going to defer the remainder of the news, but I do want to I, I want to come back to well, the – Well, there's always lots of good news. The wine jobs. We've got some wine jobs to publicize here, but let's get into the ice finds. So well, I, I, I want to hear about those jobs because I'm unemployed. You are. <clears throat> but ice wine. I had some major tips for you, too. But yeah, this ice wine is very interesting. For a week later. If uh, any of our listeners have had it, it's, it's can be, I mean, it's very sweet, so it's obviously a dessert wine. By the way, Colin Morgan comes onto the show and he says, Ernest Gallo lived to 98, so... You know, I think this whole thing about resveratrol, and we're finding some real evidence here of the benefits of red wine. So, uh, the way we drink red wine on this show, we should live to a hundred, at least. I'm aiming for 120. So, anyway, ice wines. We started to talk a little bit about before we went on to rain check 16 times. Um, they are also known, of course, they're very sweet dessert wines, but they are known to have high levels of acidity, which gives balance to the concentration backbone. of the sugar. Right. Backbone. We tend to forget about acidity. I mean, when you drink this, you don't really think acidic, but without it, this would taste just like a, a glass of right. goo. Or, yeah, like Kool-Aid. So right? if you're making a, an ice fine, I guess you're saying you hit it hard with the acidity. Well, the they that is part of their character, and so okay. there are certain oh, grapes that lend that. themselves to to ice wines, um, and wines from cooler climates are characteristic characteristically higher in acid. So these grapes that grow, like in the Niagara ah. region, that we talked about. So it's not just being north to freeze, but it's being north to have more acid. Apparently so. Apparently, cooler okay. regions like bring out like more that. acidity in the in the berry in the grape rather. So. Um, it's, so it's obviously suited to climate conditions like in Canada's Niagara Peninsula. And the soils are generally deep, and uh, they obtain a considerable amount of essential minerals from different types of bedrock. So this is quite different from those chalky, stony uh, vineyards you see in, in the Bordeaux region and in the Burgundy region where it looks like, my God, nothing can grow on it. This is uh, quite different from that. That looks like oyster shells. You know, driving around Bordeaux, I can't believe that, like, grape vines grow in that stuff. It's, it's just amazing. I amazing. Mean, it's about the only thing that, of value that does grow there, I guess. So, anyway, 
Um, Not the French. And the um, ice wines can be produced from a few different grapes, but w- one of the most popular is the Vidal, which I believe is what ah, in our the wine Vidal. Um, it is, and it works particularly well because of its thick skin. Um, other grapes like Riesling and Cabernet Franc also work, uh, but any late ripening grape, so that's obviously got to be part of its characteristic, with good acidity works well for ice wine. Uh, this particular uh, article, and again, this is from Winemaker Magazine. Um, this particular uh, great um, ice wine maker um, tends to, um, uh, gr- they grow the grapes from April, obviously start in April, and go all the way into December or January. Can you imagine up in Niagara in December and January? Oh, it's, it's darn cold, but I mean, you know what? Uh, you got the whole fall. The, the grapes have stopped growing. The water's evaporating through the skins. They're raisining, right? They're on the vine. Then they're freezing. I was just going to say. the water out. Exactly. The repeated, this is what's important, which is why they let it go so long. The repeated freezing and thawing is what causes the grapes to actually dehydrate. And the concentration really? of the sugars and acids in the juice intensifies the flavor. Interesting. And the grapes have, um, they've usually reached their full ripeness, like many other grapes, typically in October, but they're left untouched under the cloak of a protective netting. And this is interesting because they are starting, you can imagine, they're shriveling up like raisins. They put netting over them to oh, protect it birds, from the, the birds. Sugar. Because they right love on it. them. They love them. Um, until the first deep freeze. Um, and then, so again, typically they're harvesting this stuff usually at night when they're frozen. still frozen. Frozen. So or the frost early comes Early morning. And, um, what about the molds and rots? Do you have mold and rot information? <laughs> I have a lot of rot information. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a not as much as they have on Robert Mondavi, though. (laughs) They've got some real rotten. (laughs) Talk about mold and rot. Holy crow. I don't have that. That's what you're looking for. And this is a clean program, all right? Oh, you do have a lot (sighs) of rotten information over there. Okay, I'll give you that. No, but this is the really interesting part. Yields sometimes as little as 5 to 10% a normal yield. So an acre of... You need grapes 20 times frozen. the number of right. grapes. If you're going to get one-fifth wow. one to one-tenth. To one-twentieth. Right. Yeah. I'm the numbers guy over here. So I said one-fifth to one-tenth. If you want to double it, that's the number. You said 95%. Okay. So after the frozen grapes have been harvested, they're pressed while still frozen. And apparently this is a critical part of the process. And they even leave the wine doors open. Could you imagine how cold these things are? You better wear some good gloves if you're going to be pulling these babies into the crusher. Uh, to maintain the sub-zero temperatures during the process. And the water in the juice remains frozen, and ice crystals form and, um, until only a few drops of the sweet concentrated juice come out. That's just incredible. Here's just the last couple facts. And uh, after racking and clarifying sediment, the clear juice is inoculated with strong yeast cultures. They've got to be pretty strong to hand, uh, uh, hand uh, um, uh, st- help me, um, hold up. Thank you. To these kind of conditions, the juice whatever ferments, I can do. The juice ferments very slowly for several weeks, sometimes Wait, even months, even Seriously. months while aging. So, the, is it that the sugar is too I think high? I think the acid is too high. 
it's probably both of that, but I think it's temperature. The yeast is too I, wimpy? I, I think low temperature just slows down the fermentation ah, process. Ah, interesting. Would be my guess. So, uh, until it finally ceases fermenting naturally at only about 10 to 12% alcohol. And what did you say ours was tonight? It was only like 10 10. Point 5. Yeah. Um, you are sharp, Mr. Studio Guest. We need more help like this. We do. So that's very interesting. Now, you or someone meant, asked earlier, what about taking regular old grapes, harvesting them and freeze them? And freeze them. Well, you certainly can do that. And there is an article that talks about doing that. But what are you going to be missing? That freezing and thawing, freezing and thawing. The evaporation. Dehydrating the, dehydrating the grape. Okay. Concentrating the sugar Different and flavor thought. contents. I'm going to get so, some... Raisins, yes, and throw them in and ferment them. How does that work? You're going to get raisins and ferment yeah, them. Yeah, raisins. I mean, if I can get grapes that are raisined, this is I'm going to make wine out of raisins. Yeah, they're already too far gone. You're going to you're not going to get anything out of those. What do no, you? No, they nuts? got a lot of sugar in them. They got no juice. You could have some oh, juice. I'll add a little bit of water. My goodness, this guy's. You're just trying to get a bottle of ice wine for under twenty bucks. <laughs> this is true. So the, there was one article I'll just talk about quickly where they do actually take the grapes and um, they harvest them at about 24 bricks, which is quite normal. Um, that would be normal, right? Range, okay. right? That Good. we're used to Good. working with. And they send the grapes to a commercial freezer, which take the, takes the grapes down to uh, freezing, 32 this degrees. This does not sound legit. It doesn't sound no. legit, does no, it? No, but, no. But it was Although I can't imagine you could taste the difference, but, you know, it's I tradition. I think it's, you could. Cork versus screw cap. I think this would just taste like sugary sweet wine and not have these other flavors. Oh, of course not. No. The plastic flavor of the screw cap. So the hard part is thawing the grapes to the perfect point for pressing, the article goes on. Um, so this Not that that ever happens in like, you know, the outdoor temperature is exactly perfect, right? Well, they're, they're going uh, to a commercial this, uh, freezer. There's something fishy here. They're going to a walk-in freezer. Right, whereas they're always... Completely fine if they're outdoors. Right. So the, the, um, in this process, when it comes time for fermentation, they inoculate with a higher rate of yeast than other ones. They're adding a lot more to it, I guess, because they're going to lose a lot of it. The high sugar juice is almost toxic to the yeast. Oh, they're it's f- the sugar that kills the yeast. You said the high sugar juice. In this case, where they're freezing the grapes and they're doing it this way. But the yeast cannot tolerate high sugar. In this case, that's right. So normally yeast dies from high alcohol or high acid. But the sugar's so high, it's going to get me out of here. All right. Okay. I'm good with that. Therefore, the culture, it has to be a very strong um, type of yeast, a uh, species of yeast, before uh, adding it to the sugar. Our, the fermentation usually takes, and according to this article, five weeks, so that's about right, to get to the proper point. Um, they use, they mentioned the yeast the old, the good old one of my favorites, Lafort VL1, and uh, Lallemand R2. One. Good one. Lallemand. I like saying that. Um, <laughs> they stop the fermentation when the alcohol, sugar, and acidity come into balance. Isn't well, that a Jimmy who, Buffett, who Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett song, Lallemand. Lallemand R2, um, and they are again usually around ten to eleven percent alcohol and uh, eighteen to twenty percent residual sugar. pH is around three point three. Total acidity is 9 grams per, per L. So, 18%, isn't that what this uh, wine art that we're enjoying tonight was 18%? No, ours is only 17%. Oh. 
So those, those give you some of the stats on ice wine and how it's made and what they do with the grapes. And I think taking them and putting them in a commercial freezer is like, uh, I don't know, doing something really stupid like trying to make wine out of raisins, for example. So there. Actually, 17% res- residual sugar is a, a lot. But to put it in perspective, our, our normal red wines have less than a half a percent, like a lot less than half a percent residual sugar. Table grapes, when we first buy them, as sweet as those are, about 16, 17% from our measurements. So it gives you a sense. 16% residual sugar or well, 16 starting grapes? sugar. Uh, table grapes. grapes. 16, yeah. 17% sugar. Yeah. All right. So that gives you an idea. So the ice wine's even sweeter than table grapes. Exactement. Well, there you have wasted yet another Tuesday evening. Listening to cellar dwellers, where the other guy <laughs> at least the passionate one explained rain check sixteen times. <sighs> now I do just want to throw in one last bit of info here because uh, I went back to my winemaker magazine of August September two thousand four. Did I mention their sponsor? You may have, but winemakermag.com slash talk show. Get your own subscription. Yes. Email us at cellardwellers at talkshoe.com. Dial in live at 724-779-47. No, that's <laughs> I almost gave my own number. 724-444-7444. All divisible by four. Talkcast We're ID working on the seven. 18. Get your own pen. Uh, please contact us. We'd love to have you join us live. But this is about Tokay. Tokay. Oh, that's Tokay. That's, that's Tokay. That's, that's how different. they say it. But Tokay is the specific royal, you know, Puchon. How do you say those things? The Puchon. Puchon. Put, no, Puchon. I saw a bottle of that, by the I'm way. I'm just putting you on. <laughs> six Puchon. I'm just putting you on. For sixty nine ninety nine. I think maybe Ooh. we should have that next week. It's at the wine store. I've got, I've got it. Bring it on, baby. That's what we'll have next week. Or figure out what it's going to be. They do talk about uh, the same kind of process of the raisining of grapes, the um, white grape varieties that go into this. Uh, I've never even heard of some of these, but ferment, F-U-R-F-I-M-T, ferment, yeah. that's 65 to 75%. It has a thin skin and makes it susceptible to molds, which is apparently a good thing. Bright yellow appearance. Uh, comparable to peach skin or the smell of hay, aftertaste of peach, apricot, and walnut. And then the second grape is uh, Lipovina or Lipovina, uh, and I won't say what it's also known as in Hungary or Hungarian, 15 to 25%, and then a yellow muscat at no more than 10%. Stomping, stomping a la Lucy is apparently the traditional... Ah. Method of pressing the wine, and there are two molds that are integral to making the famous styles of uh, Tokay wine, including the Tokay Azul, your favorite. Mm-hmm. I think we should have that next 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 time. Since I went out on the, I'll fly to Hungary and get a bottle. And please, just put my expense account on Takshu. The first mo- mold is called the uh, the Botrytis Scenaria. Ah, Botrytis Scenaria. And it's entering the grape berries, and it turns them into raisins. And then there's a fungus that affects the so grapes. So this, see, this is a different process from ice wine. 
uh, a little different, although I must say that ice wine It is wine an inoculation these, with, with these molds that cause the, the concentration. In combination with the shriveling because they're not harvesting them till well after the point. So these are very right. related. It's a little different process. I got to say, though, I love these things. The, the flavors in these wines they are, is, are more intense and um, – Very enjoyable. All right. So anyway, um, you got the Botrytis scenario. And uh, then there's a fungus that affects the grapes in the fall before the harvest, uh, which is a uh, moldy film uh, called um, Cladosporium, Cladosporium cellare. I have a <laughs> antibiotic that might work on that. <laughs> I thought you're. Uh, Didn't you fifth get that in high school gym math. class? <laughs> <laughs> Taking the shower that time and when I uh, uh, didn't uh, use the towel going top to bottom, and I went bottom to top. <laughs> and you major got major mistake. Oh, you smelled like hay that day. Oh man, that that mold carpets the wine cellar walls with a soft black lining. Raisins was not coming to mind, <laughs> but it also moderates the humidity in the subterranean catacombs. So uh, that's a little bit about, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to this. Ice vine or toke or tokae. Tokae. Good, good, good stuff. Well, are we done with the ice wine segment? I think we're done. Guy? I think we're done with the whole show here. Uh, it's time for the, uh, it's time to depart. We never did get to uh, some of the other items, but there's more shows to come. By the way, we won't have a show. <laughs> The numbers guy shall now consult thine holy book of idioms. I like that. That that's really good. Uh, we didn't get to enough idioms tonight, but I just got to play that one more time. David, you are awesome. Maybe we can get a email intro as well. Oh, uh, we're really going to the well Dave, a third put, or put fourth your gray time. cells oh, together and get man. an e- email intro. That would be wonderful. I think we need that. Well, we are not going to have a show, at least with the other guy, for two weeks. Why, you may ask? Wait, wait, wait. So not next week. And not the week after? Not the week after. That's the July 4th kind of thingy. So we're talking three weeks from today before the passionate one is back. Unless we go to another night that week because I am going to be in Scottsdale, AZ. Ooh, and you can't call in from there apparently. Ah, but I could. You could. If you let me – if you promise I can talk more, I'll call. (laughs) And we can do a show from – Another there's a thought state. from our multiple venues. Ah, maybe we'll maybe we can do that. That would be fun. I think that would be fun because I don't really get to look at a monitor push buttons anyway, so I can do that anywhere. All right. Well, look before we close out the show, I promise to get to wine jobs, a new feature of the show, and there are some great ones here. So let me just lay one on you. I have right. three, but this will be a new feature from now on. Okay. So, wine jobs. That sounds good. Um, in fact, let me ask, would you prefer passionate ones, since you're the one who is now unemployed? Yes, I am. A.K.A. slash retired. Would you rather be an assistant winemaker, a brand manager, or an experienced seller hand? Wow. An ex- choices. Choices, I, choices. I, I, By the I, way, David, we could use the wine jobs intro as well. We're going to have to send David some <laughs> major – we'll, we'll give him a oil. share of our – Oh, good thinking. We owe David. How about yeah? I think we do, David. um, I think we owe David uh, maybe the gold and silver medal winners. Yes, one of each. One of each, definitely. Do we risk mailing them during the summer? Oh, 
It would be you so were more hard. worried about that than I was. So hard to lose one of these during the summer or both. Yeah, but if you live in a warm climate, it's summer all the time. So the wine's going to get hot. I mean, you got to do it. All right. So, David, we're going to uh, mail you a gold and a silver, and we're hoping to get maybe a wine. Well, we got the wine news and we got the the idiom alert, but uh, now maybe it's the wine jobs and the email. I want to be the seller hand. I want to I right, be down so, there amongst all right, the barrels. Here's the seller hand uh, job posting. This would be in Lompoc, California. Lompoc. Industry category is winemaking and production. This they, is this is a real one. These are, swear to God, any of our listeners. In fact, here's my motivational speech for the day. Life is short. Get out there and do what you love. Follow your passions. And if your passions are not for assembling cars or answering you know, inbound uh, idiots who are having problems with your company's software or whatever it happens something to like be, that. something like that, not that I have any experience with that, but you know what? Go with what you love and working in the wine industry, it, it might be for you. So this right. is I, a I want to be a seller, experienced seller. Experienced seller. I've, I've had a seller for 24 years in my house. I'm, 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 I'm experienced. All right. What this do I do? This is working for the Poly, P-A-L-I, wine company. And by the way, if you don't land this job, any of our listeners can. The Pally Wine Company is seeking an experienced seller hand to join our winemaking team. Pally makes a high-end single vineyard mm. designated Pinot Noir at our winery located in Lampac, California, 50 miles north of Santa Barbara. By the way, I hear great things about Santa Barbara. All Pally wines are handcrafted by our winemaker, Brian Loring, in small fermenters. The position will perform cellar operations with limited supervision – that means you get that's to... That's me. Yeah, that's you, baby. That is me written all over. In order to create wines of the highest quality. Duties include perform daily, daily cellar operations, including running equipment, such as punch down, the pulsar cap manipulation, pressing, crushing equipment, and forklift. You get to drive a forklift oh, with this. Oh, did. you are so there. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Uh, daily uh, tank and equipment cleaning. Well, that doesn't sound so good. And uh, general cellar sanitation. Uh, accurate completion of work orders and other tracking documents, perform barrel work, receiving, prepping, filling, topping, and inventory, collect juice wine samples to support testing. I thought that's a tasting for a moment. I was, I was almost about to jump in on this myself. Uh, perform chemical additions to wine, participate in safety department and quality meetings. Uh, ideal candidate must have... Harvest and seller experience, knowledge of safe seller practices, familiar with OSHA compliance, fluent English skills, little weak there, ability to lift 45 pounds. Oh, I'm out. Ability to drive a forklift and basic math and measurement skills. This is sounding like the numbers guy all the way, Tog. I, I don't know. A position is permanent. Wait a minute. You can lift 45 pounds? No, but I have basic number skills. <laughs> Uh, permanent. It's just when you get to double digits, it all goes down. Uh, it goes to hell. And don't take me into the metric system. Uh, hours will vary during harvest season and after harvest. Compensation is dependent on experience. Here's the key point. Listeners, listeners, listeners. Send your emails and resumes to Stacy S-T-A-C-E-Y, at pallywineco, P-A-L-I, wineco.com. Or if you're not online, actually, I can pretty much bag that. All of our listeners are online. So 
if you didn't uh, want to apply online, email me. Sellerdwellers at TalkShow.com. I'll give you the mailing address. Wait a minute. Are they applying on wine or online? Actually, that's a very important <laughs> distinction. You could make $20 per hour being a – 20 bucks an hour running for I'm, – Experienced I'm seller hand. Scrub a few tubs. All right. So it. next week we'll be back with the other uh, wine positions, the assistant winemaker, the uh, – and by the way, that's in Healdsburg where we stayed. Ah. Great place to hang. Or the brand manager down in Los Angeles. Oh, I want to be in Yieldsburg. Heck with L.A. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, there might be a future for me in the uh, wine. I think that's going to be a whole new business. Part of the show, we're going to hit wine jobs each week. So you get wine news, wine email, wine jobs, a little bit of wine knowledge, and some it's a heck wine of a show to tune tasting. Into. A lot of wine stuff. All right. Dr. Matt is on, and he says, sign me up. Uh, Dr. Matt, first you need to retire. And then you can uh, join it. <laughs> Come uh, on, Matt. Put that hand piece down. Yeah, Colin. Pick up a brush. Colin and start Morgan says there's some kind of barrel. prison there. So uh, you know, put me in a wine prison. That sounds good to me. David, thanks for the themes, and uh, we're going to go to our uh, closeout music here. We're going to be back in. Was was it two weeks or three weeks there? Well, we might be. We'll have to post that. We might do that uh, remotely in two weeks. That might be. A and great we didn't. Idea. We didn't pick a wine for next time. Ah, uh, no, we didn't. We'll have to. Um, we didn't think that much tonight. We didn't. <laughs> we spent too much time drinking early, drinking late, not eating. Uh, this was a great night, though. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys, Love but the ice uh, wine. my uh, new resolution is no more dinners. Just it's all about the wine. And don't forget. The more you drink, the better we sound. We'll be back in two or three weeks. Check the website. We'll see where we're at. I'm Dave, and you're the other guy signing off. Thanks, everybody. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.